0: Dave Neal Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal. It's Thursday morning, January fourth, twenty twenty four. One four two four. And boy, we've got a big day for you all today. Hey, tonight is the Golden Bachelor, Golden Wedding. There is no Golden Shower that we know of yet. Uh, we don't know what those freaks are up to, but I'm gonna talk a little bit about Golden Bachelor. I've got a Bachelorette update of Rachel Lindsay's friends coming to her defense, saying she's in survival mode, and also Rachel's former best friend's husband uh, sort of sticking up for Brian. So going to share those stories. I got Travis and Taylor back in the news. What might be the most interesting part of this episode is going to be some court documents that I received regarding the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal. I'm going to save that for the last 10 minutes of this episode. I will also have a full video dedicated to that today, which will probably be a long one. They are 56 pages of court documents you know, not all of court document pages are important. Sometimes it's articles we've already seen and evidence and this and that. But there are two different emails that I am not—I uh, am not uh, uh, joshing you, folks—are going to blow your mind. I don't even mean that in a fun way. It is absolute. Unhinged. What I'm about to share with you. So I'll share one of those emails, the one that Clayton's lawyer sent to Jane Doe's lawyer. Uh, that might be the reason Jane Doe's lawyer dropped her. I mean, not, I'm not kidding when I say it. Once I read this email for you, you're gonna be, you're gonna feel a certain way. And then the rest of the content we'll save for tomorrow. I just got my my hands on it. I knew this uh, this content was coming to me. Uh, you know, I knew that uh, these court filings would be made public and usually once they're made public it takes a few days for them to process through the system and all that jazz so it's out there for you to see but I will share some of that with you here alright but the biggest news story of the week is Rachel Lindsay apparently being blindsided by Brian Abasolo regarding his filing for a divorce and asking for spousal support here's what a, a supposed friend of Rachel Lindsay had to say there's one um there's one breakup yeah there's one breakup this and i know morning. you're dear friends with yeah. with yeah. Rachel. yeah rachel Lindsay and her her husband brian Epsola have you know um decided to go separate ways by the way he says he's good friends with rachel Lindsay, but he doesn't pronounce brian's last name right you know she's taking it day by day i talked to her this yeah. morning she's just trying to pick up the pieces she's like you know in survival mode and the weird thing is, you know, she's super private about her personal yeah. life. And it was weird and kind of telling, you know, he put out a solo statement. Um, but if everybody just gives her her privacy right now, I know that when she's ready to talk, mm-hmm. she will have a lot to say. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, folks. When she's ready to talk, she'll have a lot. To say. Well, other people are talking. Here's what Adam Gottschalk said. Am I pronouncing his last name right? Adam's married to Raven. Raven and uh, Rachel Lindsay were good friends, best friends. They had some sort of falling out and no longer. I I truly don't know what could have happened. My guess is it's something really bad. Um, I think Rachel hinted uh, at some things Raven might have said. I don't even want to get into that. But either way, here's Adam's comment. On the e-news reel about Rachel and Brian, Adam says not taking sides here, but wanted to point out some facts on Brian since I knew him from the show. He then, of course, spelt Brian's name wrong, which is okay. It's whatever. Uh, but Adam says he moved his entire Cairo practice across the country, sold his Miami home, left his family and friends to put all he could into a relationship. Rachel has said in multiple interviews that she quit being a lawyer and started doing entertainment reporting. Brian is a workaholic putting in 12-plus-hour days while trying to survive in high-rent, post-COVID California business environment. Doing that at 38 or something, and now he's in his mid-40s, is rough. Now, by all means, I'm not taking a side here either. Uh, I haven't read the court filings, although a lawyer apparently did pay the $14 fee to get the court information and said there really was no reasoning that Brian Abasolo, am I pronouncing his last name right or is everyone else pronouncing it wrong? I'm not really sure, but apparently he doesn't say why he's seeking spousal support. Like I said, I don't know uh, the arrangement they had, and, uh, and I'm not really sure, but um, from from uh, legal experts we've spoken to, they say, hey, this is pretty common in the negotiation side of things. What uh, might not be common is you know them being sort of quasi celebrities and the fact that audiences will now pick it apart. Pick it apart. Is it worth it for them to possibly damn or is it worth it for him to possibly damage his reputation and the chance that he gets extra money from her? I'm not sure. I can't imagine him. Uh, filing to for divorce that he's going to get anything out of her. But again, we'll have to see how it all plays out Uh, because we know Rachel is going to share her side. The gloves will come off. Uh, You know, we'll have to see how it all plays out Uh, on one end. I do. I would like if it could end amicably, wouldn't that be nice? But on the other, usually uh, a passionate relationship that doesn't work uh, will lend to a lot of bitterness. So we'll have to see if they are able to take it the route of Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik where there's been no public slamming of each other or is this going to get ugly? And uh, my guess is because Brian Abasolo's instagram post was not a joint statement that it was not with rachel's blessing and my thoughts are that that is not going to end well speaking of ending well i've got an update on who is attending gary's wedding tonight you guys want a live stream before the show okay i'll give it to you 7 p.m east coast 4 p.m pacific let's do it let's do a live stream before tonight's Live wedding. I'm not going to do an after live stream. I got way too much going on, but we can get in some festivities, get the champagne popping and get ready for the golden wedding tonight. It's going to be a big ratings hit. I mean, it's like the golden girls. All the different ladies are coming back, including Leslie that's right Leslie will be there one of the finalists from Gary's season I've got what she has to say the big announcement and whether or not some people think maybe this means she'll be the next golden bachelorette I'll have all that information for you right after the break all right as mentioned Leslie will be attending Gary and Teresa's wedding tonight It's going to be live on ABC. We can't wait to watch. Either way, we know Susan will be hosting, will be, excuse me, hosting, officiating. uh, But what's Leslie's involvement? We're not sure. Here's what she had to say. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for all your kind and encouraging words while I was in the hospital and then when I got home. And now I'm definitely on the men. I'm feeling so much better that now I get to go to the wedding and I can't wait to support Gary and Teresa in their beautiful day and I know it's going to be Really, really amazing. All right, there it is, Leslie's update. I got to tell you, news like this really makes you think that she might be the golden bachelorette. Would you like to see her? We wouldn't be the first people to sort of pick up on this, actually. Good friends of the program. We've got She's All Batch. You know She's All Batch, uh, and they are fantastic. Here are their thoughts as to this possible uh, law launch maybe announcement of leslie as the next bachelorette does this prove that leslie's the golden bachelorette so leslie just confirmed herself that she will be attending gary and Teresa's wedding and she seems really excited about it look i'm happy she's attending the wedding anytime i could see leslie on my screen it's a good day but this screams i'm contractually obligated to do this so don't judge me like you can't convince me that gary wasn't behind the camera in that video with with cue cards telling her what to say she's contractually obligated because she's the next bachelorette calling it now All right, you heard it there first. That's She's All Batch, one of our favorite podcasts, and that is Stephanie with the Good Eyebrows calling it that Leslie is the next golden bachelorette. Let's take a quick pause from Bachelor content and go to Vanderpump Rules. Tom Sandoval is getting slammed by fans and fellow members of Vanderpump Rules. He did a bizarre photo shoot with a captive tiger and uh, did a photo and video. And uh, James Ke- Kennedy and Lala Kent spoke out against Sandoval's photos with the tigers. In an Instagram story from Tuesday, Vanderpump Rules star 40 documented his travels in Asia including a visit to a tiger zoo. Of course, fans got upset about this. James Kennedy said, I would never go to a place like this. Let them all run free. Always found this cruel and so sad. Just a worm without a mustache now. And here's what Lala Kent said. I am appalled by the photo my cast member took with a tiger in captivity. This topic has been close to my heart for many years. What is disguised as fun and cool is in fact animal abuse. It's heartbreaking. I've made noise about educating yourselves and here I am to tell you again, do not support Places Like This like this. I mean, yeah, I feel the same way about zoos and, you know, uh, aquariums. I really do. I mean, I, I follow these TikTok accounts of people that are trying to get, you know, aquariums shut down that have dolphins and killer whales and beluga whales. And look, I can understand conservancy. The problem is a lot of places say, oh, we're conservancy, but they like trapped the animals themselves. And it's like, how about we just get rid of all these wild animals, quit torturing them in tiny cages and drugging them up so they don't don't kill us and let them live in the wild. Wouldn't that be nice? All right. Speaking of living in the wild, Kelly Clarkson's ex allegedly said some wild things about her. Said, yeah, you ain't sexy enough for the voice. Not the show The Voice. Oh, maybe she meant, Maybe they meant the show The Voice. The Idol alum reportedly made the allegations about Brandon Blackstock, who she divorced in 2022 to a California labor, labor commissioner in 2023 while trying to determine how BB had handled her finances during their relationship per court doc obtained by The Post. According to the outlet, Clarkson gave testimony in which she alleged Blackstock had told her she wouldn't pass as a voice coach because she didn't have the sex appeal for it. Oh, wow. That's very mean. I mean, look, is there anyone more likable in entertainment than Kelly Clarkson. I mean, she's just a lovable person. She reportedly said Blackstock told her NBC was looking for a more sex symbol type, and then allegedly invoked Rihanna's name as a comparison to point out who Kelly did not look like. So, what is this? Was was she married to like an executive? Is that what the case was? Uh, Blackstock said she wanted to join the panel of judges for a while, but went on to claim Blackstock rebuffed her, arguing back that not only was she not good-looking enough for TV, but claiming the network was interested in signing a black blackstar blackstock reportedly said kelly and the and then judge blake shelton were just too similar of course kelly did eventually join the voice in 2018 and stayed on for several seasons blackstock testified that he got kelly the job in 2017 after going to an nbc exec and threatened that she'd go back to idol if they didn't sign her and when asked what it would take to snag her at nbc he reportedly said it would it was going to cost blake money The allegation comes amid a recent finding by the same California labor commissioner that Blackstock had overcharged Kelly during their professional relationship, which coincided with their marriage. TMZ broke the story. He now owes her $2.6 million for fees he collected. Yikes is all I'm going to say about that. Be careful who you bang is one of our favorite quotes let's go to it I mean how else can you say this be careful who you bang that's right you got to be careful out there and also be careful who you don't bang Uh, in this case Clayton Eckerd has revealed through the help of his counsel some absolutely wild court documents look folks I I truly can't get to all of it right now but let's dive right in here is some text messages and again I'm going to share this all on today's YouTube. So definitely go over to YouTube and check this out. I'm not trying to double dip. We just don't have the time here. So this is a little taste for you. Uh, I'm going to read text messages from her and Clayton. She says this, Hey, it's Jane Doe. Please check your email. That was all caps. RAVGen closes soon. I want to do the test. I need you to respond though. Clayton responds, you want to do the test with no stipulations? She says, you're going to be forced by the court to meet up with me, Clayton. You might as well go along with the stipulation since it means 100% I am doing the test. He says, so if we meet up once in a very public setting, like a coffee shop, you will then take the test afterwards? She says, you are going to be required to do that regardless of whether I take the paternity test now or in February. No, it is with the week's worth of it is with the week's worth of stipulations and hopefully more, but absolutely no requirement in order for me to take it early. Again, it's all for you. I know who the dad is, you. So if I'm reading this right, and again, these are all exhibits in the new court papers that are sh- pretty much the evidence that Clayton's lawyers are putting together for why they don't think this case should be dismissed. Jane Doe's lawyer said, We should dismiss this case. Jane Doe admits she's no longer pregnant. So let's just move on with our lives. Well, not going to work for Clayton's side. So here's what Jane had to say. I think the app gave me a new number, but it's Jane. If you will meet up with me, I will withdraw my request for sanctions. I also don't want to cancel my appointment because you need to be held accountable. Clayton responds, so you will meet up within the court with a mediator present. And then Jane says, that's not how it goes. The whole point of the consultation is to not waste the court's time if the issue can be resolved outside of court, which this can. So we can meet up, just us, and then and I will withdraw the request for sanctions. Clayton says, would you meet up in a public?" Location like a coffee shop, and then she says, "You want to talk about this in public?" So it kind of looks like I'm not really sure. There were different text messages, but in the end, Clayton basically wanted it to be in public. He said, "Yes, in a setting where people and security cameras are, just so that we're both protected in the event." And then, and then it goes away. And I'm like, "In the event of what?" But that's all they share with us. That's all that's in the public uh, court hearing papers. Now there are several pieces of evidence that are shared in these filings that are absolutely bizarre, absolutely wild, including an email that shows Jane Doe bragging about some mil- some billionaire boyfriend and an Olympian she dated and another guy who's like a country musician, a uh, guy's She shares them all by name. I'm sort of conflicted if I want to get them involved and share them by name, but folks, this is public record, so someone else is going to share it. Uh, I'm not the only one who has access to this information. It's absolutely bonkers. That email, that piece of evidence, I'm going to share for you on the YouTube video. I'm still redacting a lot of different things. Trust me, these are heavily redacted. Not because I have to, but because I truly... I truly don't wish any ill will to this person, uh, but she, you know she's also coming hard after me, saying I'm cyberbullying her, this and that. These are all public records. We're able to now see some of the framework for what she has done to these different men here. And I tell you what, the email from Clayton's lawyer to her lawyer is absolute nuts. I'm going to share that for you right after the break. All right. The email I'm about to share with you is from uh, Woodnick Law, which is a law firm that's representing Clayton Eckerd. They also represented Greg Gillespie, another man who has a other you know, different issue with Jane Doe. This is uh, an email sent by Isabel, one of the lawyers at the firm, but dictated by the head guy, Greg Woodnick, uh, which you're about to hear. So this is what she had to say to Lexi, who, by the way, Lexi Lindvall is the lawyer that was representing Jane Doe. So she was still representing Jane Doe at the time of this email. My question is, do you think this email would be enough sort of uh, reason for her to just drop the case and say, you know what? I don't need this one. Let me know what you think. Uh, Here he reads the email. Lexi, I am glad you were involved in this case, and I am happy that Jane Doe found another attorney. As you are aware, there has been a parade of counsel with the collateral and malignant litigation here, but I am confident that this chapter could end with your help. As we discussed, I am attaching the draft stipulation with an affidavit for Jane to sign confirming that she was never pregnant by Clayton. Jane's behavior has been in the realm of abominable. It is publicly known that my office represented Mr. Gillespie, who dealt with nearly identical allegations. Yes, Jane attempted to secure that relationship with a similar fake twin pregnancy. Now, by the way, if you guys, if your jaw's dropping as you're hearing me read this, I'm telling you right now, the email I am going to share with you on YouTube later today, right after this is even crazier. Greg continues, what we are not going to have here is a situation where Jane attempts to spin this into her saying she was bullied into a miscarriage, which appears to be her plan given her December eighth medium article and recent Facebook videos available online. Your client has used her public social media platform before her January Ted Talk, the medium article, her Reddit, and public Facebook posts. While Clayton cannot stop Jane from fabricating nonsense for another Ted. Talk Clayton can insist that this Title 25 court make appropriate findings and address attorney's fees based on a malignant filing. To be clear, your client has already, under oath, it is public and video, claimed that she was 24 weeks pregnant in addition to the verified petition she signed, medium articles she wrote, and press releases to The Sun, Daily Mail, and whomever else she reached out to. Frankly, we do not believe she was ever pregnant, and certainly not by Clayton. We also do not believe she had a miscarriage, impossible to have without a pregnancy. Additionally, though your client may claim that she was pregnant at some point or whatever she is claiming, she did state under oath in November that she was being seen by various pregnancy specialists, Dr. McCool, Dr. Higley, Dr. Jones, and Tamara Lister. At an evidentiary hearing, we would demand documentation that would show or not show that she informed these doctors that she had miscarried or otherwise lost the pregnancy in her second or third trimester. And of course, medical records with verifiable medical documentation To support the same as a miscarriage at 24 weeks would require comprehensive medical attention, if not full hospitalization. Arizona law also requires a fetal death certificate to be filed within seven days of fetal death where the fetus is past 20 weeks or 350 grams in weight. By the way, guys, did you think Clayton was going to roll over on this one? Holy shite. Let's finish this off. To be clear. A letter from a care provider that states she had a miscarriage will not suffice. We will request all medical records from every provider she testified to being seen by under oath in the injunction hearing in November. Recall, there is a history here of providing correspondence that the authors deny having written. We will not accept an arts and crafts project from your client as Clayton is entitled to all of the relevant records from the source. This resolves now or in court with Miss Jane Doe admitting she was never pregnant by Clayton. Her exposure at the evidentiary hearing, which we will insist on, is testimony and evidence before the court that she was never Ever pregnant by anyone, and that she fabricated medical documents in addition to repeatedly lying under oath. I appreciate that your client wants to put an end to this. Due to her past behavior, we have legitimate concerns that this will become another situation where she runs to an outlet to clear her own image with a fabricated story after she brought this upon herself by filing her petition and reaching out to social media. The proposed language in the Exhibit A will prevent her from doing this. As you are aware, your client has a history of lashing out against anyone who sees the world differently than she does, that appears to be most people. Be it the bar complaints, allegations that I was somehow involved in coordinating a sexual assault on her, claiming under oath that Mr. Gillespie hacked into her email accounts and fabricated text messages, etc., she even lashed out at Clayton, contacted his family, slandered him, impacting possible work opportunities, and overtly attempted to harm his reputation, all based on the most unhinged effort to preserve a relationship that never was. She can end this Title 25 matter by acknowledging she was never pregnant by Clayton. If she has any desire to hang on to this myth that babies can arise from non-intercourse, then she is going to have to file her motion to dismiss with Judge Mata, and we will respond demanding or evidentiary hearing in pursuit suing this for attorney's fees and a finding of non-paternity. He then finishes, I do not know what motivated Jane here, be it serious mental health issues or a con gone rogue to persuade men into staying in relationships with her. What we do know is that it will never it, will never, it was never predicated on evolutionary biology or the science of reproduction. If she wants to move on from this family court matter in Maricopa County Superior Court, she needs to fully acknowledge that she was never pregnant by Clayton. No, Clayton will not agree that this be under seal or to limit his own ability to address the reputational damage caused by her client's behavior. Dictated Greg Woodnick. Absolute bonkers. Guys, it gets crazier, and I'm going to have that for you on the YouTube today. Uh, there is so much content we didn't even get to, <laughs> but you know what? We'll cover it later today. Uh, we've got some other Bachelor news in the make in the making, and um, boy, it's just a wild, wild start to 2024. Do me a solid. Plant a tree. And I mean that metaphorically. There are some dark stories gone going on out here. If we can do anything anything to change the tides within our community. I mean, some real nasty stuff. People are getting blocked by by that big Reddit account. There's just a lot of nasty comments about Rachel Lindsay and who's the winner and who's that. Let's just all try to have a little bit of extra grace here to start 2024 because while it is kind of tough to dabble in the entertainment news, the dark arts of the entertainment world, let's just try our best to know that these are real humans. Even the lady suing me for harassment, She's still a real human. Let's hope this whole case maybe helps her. Uh, Never try to do this shit again. We don't know how it's going to play out, but I can promise you this. I'll be here covering it uh, in its entirety. I'll see you this afternoon on the next Bachelor Rush Hour, and I'll have content for you all day long. Tonight, we'll do a live stream at 7 p.m. East Coast right before the golden shower, the golden wedding. We'll see you then. I'm Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at D for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow. On The Rush.